Hello and welcome to Lake Washington High School's Poetry Podcast. This is the fifth in a series from our February Slam. Our next episodes after this one will be from the more recent Slam on May 31st. So first up, let's enjoy a poem from Asher DeForest. Um, this is a prose poem, or a proem. Um, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. Um, this is, was a bad mood to set, this isn't funny. Um, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is called Tomasita. Tomasita was alone, which was rare, because usually when she was alone, her name was his name, and his name was Tom. But she was Tomasita, and it was spring, and she was alone. She was surrounded by bright technicolor poppies, and she was very alone in the field. She was that one weird white flower that was planted in the wrong place, and then all the red flowers came, leaving just enough space for Tomasita to feel very alone. The sky was blue, annoyingly blue, Someone had painted this sky blue and put in the perfect clouds and the red flowers and the little circle where the white flower could grab at her petals and beg for the sky to turn black and the ground to be cracked cement. But despite her efforts, her best efforts, the sky stayed blue, the clouds stayed white, and the flowers stayed red like an old wartime propaganda poster. Tomasita stood up because at least when she stood, it felt like a statement. She took off her wig, took out her padding, kicked off her heels, pulled out her earrings, stripped off her lashes. Maybe she'd feel less alone, but he didn't. Tom was alone in the Technicolor field. And now here's a poem from Carolyn Brecken. Back to my funny side, because it's funny. Um, This one's called Political Machine. Driving can be hard, especially to equate oneself with different cars. I have this problem myself, because these three are my family's life-dictating rides. My mom's huge, tall hybrid. My dad's aggressive, key Optima. And my sister's innovative, Nissan Leaf. When I'm in the the Tahoe, I feel like a wall. No one can break me down. Nobody can penetrate this armored shield, this rolling metal box. Chevy makes America great, and soon its greatness will live on. When I drive the Kia, it's a battle to the death. I tap the gas, I blast to the past. 
to a way, way of driving that's, got, that's come and gone. And yet still, the engine burns on. Something has to be wrong. When I'm in the leaf, I'm an unstoppable cause. I feel empowered. Uh, I swoosh my finger and the car rolls on. It's something new and something clean, something for us to perceive. Driving this one feels hilariously easy. The Tahoe makes me laugh. I feel like a king. In this one, I like to sing. The Kia angers me. It fuels my hate fire. It sets my opinions free. In the of the leaf, I will never tire. In my leaf is where I'll be. Thank you. <laughs> This next poem is from Izzy Swan. This next poem is called Moving. I've grown up moving, not just forward in life, more like different places, states, and friends. I just keep moving. And after all these years, I still have strife. Always saying hello and then goodbye. I am trying my best. They say that with all the moving I do, my friends must multiply. Yet I feel like I'm being put to the ultimate test. Once I arrive at the new location, I then realized I'm becoming a real natural. I'm tired of being in this situation. I try and hide it, but I'm at the point where my emotions will become universal. Keeping it to myself, I isolate. I've grown relationships and gained friends, smile on my face with the feeling that I'm about to suffocate. I know better than to wish that they will be here till the end, because I've grown up moving. Not just forward in life, more like to different states, onto different friends, I just keep moving. And after all these years, I still have strife. I don't wish on stars or cross my fingers. I know better. Moving every so often, whether to a new house or a new state, I'm sorry on this next part. I'm going to try and not stutter, but I'm having to be there for myself. My knight in shining armor is a little late. Not sure why people say I have friends everywhere I once lived still, because either there's something I did or once I say goodbye, that friendship goes through the windmill. Now do you understand why I don't want to say hi? I always find myself moving every time I make friends. Our friendship grows deeper over all the mountains. You have me climbing isn't something I'm approving. As time keeps going, it keeps getting steeper. I've grown up moving, not just forward in life, more like to different states, on to different friends. I just keep moving, and after all these years, I still have strife. Thank you. Last one still stinging back on my mind. I feel that phone ringing. Let's now hear a poem from Kelly Van Dyne. Hi. Alright, um, this poem is called Happy Endings by me. This is to the girl who still thought that life was and could only be made of her dreams. There will be days when you have to be your own knight in shining armor, and there will be a day when you realize that there is no castle waiting for you behind these clouds. And this is to the girl who still thought that there was no limit to her expectations, 
and just know that you don't have to save the world because someday you will look in the mirror and realize that the person who needs the most saving is yourself, and that's okay. Because life is not a joke without a punchline, nor is it a tr test of true or false questions or a game without a winner. There is no formula that I can give you to figure out the equations that make up your troubles, and there is no way to add or subtract the pain and the joy, and there will be days when you look up, me, look up at me and say and that I must have had, handed you the wrong study guide. And believe me, you will be surprised at the lack of kindness you find in others. But most of all, you will be surprised at the lack of kindness you find in yourself. And there will be days when your eyes are strained red and your head is about to burst. And there will be nights of tossing and turning when you feel trapped beneath a sea of blankets. And there will be mornings when you are unable to get to your feet. And that's okay. And there will be a day when you realize that there is no magic carpet to live you lift you above this mess. And there will be no yellow brick road to lead you back home. And there will be days when you begin to wonder what it could have been that you did wrong, and that's okay. This is a girl who still thought that every day was the end of the world. Please don't rush yourself. Promise me that you will not go too fast. Because a time will come for you to grow up and not into the person that you want to be, but into the person you need to be. And it might not be the person you imagined, and that's okay. Because your fate cannot be handed to you without a fight. And in time you will learn that happy endings are not found, they are made. Here's one more poem from Asher DeForest. Um, I can do things. This is called Personal History Footnotes. I thought about editing my personal history to make it less personal. But instead, I think, I'll write a love poem. What's more personal than love? Miscarriages, donating sperm, writing that you like Fig Newtons on a form for people who will never meet you, your height, your religion or religions in terms of culture and faith, who you are, how old you are now, how old you were then. When I grow up, I want to be a writer-performer, and I want to donate sperm and blood, and whatever else I can donate if I die, God forbid. Let me be clear. The sperm and blood are meant to be donated while I am alive. It's the other stuff that's going when I'm gone. If I'm gone, well, they're still good. God forbid. When I grow up, I'll go to temple more often than I do now. I'll understand my faith better, and I'll keep believing in God better. And I'll never believe in hell with the fire and the brimstone, which always seems to go along with fire. What the hell is brimstone? And I'll never believe in the devil, but I might believe that there's a place your soul is sent for cleaning. But if there is a hell with the fire and the brimstone and the devil, then clearly I'm going there. Because that type of hell must take people like me, who don't believe it exists. That type of hell must think, I'll show you, dumbass.
Here's a poem from Ms. Griffin. Holy cow. I can't see any of you, which is probably for the better because I might get really nervous. Um, I am really nervous. Who am I kidding? So for you guys that have all competed today, kudos to you for coming up here not once but twice and making yourself vulnerable. It's really hard to do, so well done. Okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> all right. So this is called A Letter to My First Love and My Toughest Heartbreak. I was barely five when we first met, and little did I know you would be Romeo and I, your Juliet. You've taught me endless lessons and left only good impressions. But once you were gone, when that final whistle blew, I hated you for the heartbreak you put me through. What we had was special. You made me feel unique. You were my missing parent, so to speak. You showed me that the word, that hard work really does pay off. All the sacrifice and all the time and the endless loyalty and unwavering dedication would soon become my meditation. I have never thanked you for everything you have given me. The list is long. Here we go. Try to stay with me. Thank you for being my biggest fan and my toughest critic. Thank you for being my best friend and my strongest ally. Thank you for everyone you introduced me to, the lifelong friends in the field full of memories. Thank you for teaching me to be unselfish and that there really is no I in team. Thank you for all the ups and, of course, the downs. Thank you for being a ticket to so many places. Thank you for all the mentors and heroes and new faces. But most of all, thank you for what we have shared for the last 20 years. Everyone should get to experience a love and a heartbreak that brings you to tears for it made me feel more alive than ever before. But now it's over, it's time I open a new door. They say that when one door closes, another one opens, but I think I'll keep this one slightly cracked. I promise to add to your legacy because I will love you endlessly. I promise to live by the letters I'd write on my wrist each game, P-L-I-Y-L, -L. play like it's your last. Because when it's gone, it's gone, it all becomes the past. To me, you have always been more than just a game, more than just a ball and a pair of cleats, more than just a win or a loss. You are my first love and my toughest heartbreak. So thank you, soccer. Thank you. Thank you. Here's our final poem for the podcast. Losing him was like losing a digit, something I always thought I could count on. Functional, taken for granted. Take one away, and no matter how you slice it, it becomes difficult to handle. You don't think you'll ever come to grips with it, and only then do you realize that one digit was so necessary, able to create poetry, 
So I find myself having to knuckle down, and what is ultimately lost, well, you can't quite put a finger on it. I was a middle child with all that growing up a middle child entails, and on top of that, an introvert. I lived inside of my own mind. Internally alive with scenarios, stories, dreams, visions, alternate realities, only to be rudely waken up in the back of the station wagon with the jarring, Earth to Terry, Earth to Terry. At school, at home, I was often in the clouds, in the atmosphere, in space. From an early age, I got David Bowie. Creator of worlds, chameleon of personae, artist of images, visionary constructions. They weren't just songs, they were poetry. For a person who has never been very good at making friends, the moment that I heard Bowie sing, I never thought I'd need so many people, I was devastated. For a person who has spent a large portion of life lost, aimless, stuck, yet searching like a star man, like a young American, like a rebel rebel, the moment that I heard Bowie sing, don't let me hear you say life's taking you nowhere, I took it as a wake-up call. I don't know that I'd be here now with you had it not been for those words. That was his power, his gift. And for that, in his own words, he will be my hero forever and ever. Above all, what I want to tell you about Bowie is that he was a writer. He wrote. When he sang, ain't there one damn song that can make me break down and cry? It was a rhetorical question. But now we have an answer, and that answer is yes. There is a song that can make me break down and cry. In fact, he wrote over 700 of them. My life changed the day I learned I had a talent for writing, and no, it wasn't one of those stories of big money or fame or awards or recognition or really anything other than the most important thing in the world, the idea that I had used language to express my humanity. When the ball of the pen met the blankness of the paper, it was as if a voice leapt out of me saying, I am here. I have left my mark. The day I discovered writing as an art, as a gift, as humanity, I became a time traveler. I became powerful. I became immortal. Not convinced? There was a Frenchman named Jean-Dominique Bobby, a former fashion magazine editor. He suffered a stroke that left him in a coma for 20 days and mostly paralyzed. He suffered from something called locked-in syndrome. He could not move. He could not speak. The only thing he could move was his left eyelid. And he wrote a book. How, I hear you asking? His nurse would recite the alphabet, and when she got to the letter he wanted to write, he would blink his left eye. Each word took two minutes. The short book at only 131 pages took 10 months. It became a huge bestseller. Jean-Dominique Bobby died two days after the book was published, but his words, spoken with one eye, have lived on beyond him. Victor Frankl, Elie Wiesel, and Primo Levi, authors all spent time in concentration camps and lost loved ones to the Holocaust. John Milton wrote Paradise Lost after he went blind at the age of 43. Charles Dickens lived in jail with his family after his father in desperate poverty couldn't pay his debts. He ended up writing 20 novels and hundreds of short stories. Still not convinced? Here's a well-known story that's been told before but is just as relevant today as ever. There was a blues musician named Blind Willie Johnson. He wrote a song called Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground, a song title that would end up to be deathly ironic. 
He only became blind Willie Johnson because his stepmother threw chemicals in his eyes when he was seven years old. 41 years later, obscure and in severe poverty, he died from pneumonia after sleeping in the ruins of his burned-down house wrapped in wet newspapers. Though this is a sad tale, to be sure there is a ray of hope. His song, Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground, was included on a golden record that was attached to the Voyager spacecraft, launched in 1977 and just over three years ago. His words, his song, his music left our solar system and entered the outer reaches of space. Because of this, I will never understand why people don't enjoy writing. Writing is everything. Man first started recording symbols on tablets in 5500 BC. That's roughly 7500 years of writing, and we've only gotten better at it. I am a teacher, yes, but I am also a writer. I'm a human being with feelings and experiences and desires and joys and pains and intense love and the need to know that I am not alone. I am a writer, yes, but I am also a teacher, and when I ask you to pick up the pen, it is not an act of busy work. What I am trying to do is to make your pen attach itself to the center of beauty in your brain through your fingers as you start to finally grasp your potential and make the pen dance across the page. I am not trying to torture you or make you feel inadequate because you will never be inadequate. I am finally hoping that you will eventually see that I am trying to make you a time traveler, that I am trying to make you live forever, to hopefully make your words like music soar out of the solar system. Losing David Bowie was like losing a teacher. There are now no more lessons to learn other than what he has inspired me to do, though yes, the stars indeed look very different today. I am forever ch 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 changed because he was here, because he shared his writing with me and with us. So I try to return the favor. I do what I can to ensure that you all know the power of the written word, the beauty of poetry, the magic of expression. So... Do me this one favor. Pick up the pen and let's dance. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on That will wrap up our fifth and final podcast for the 2015-2016 school year. Stay subscribed on the Elda Poetry Podcast in which you'll hear poems from the May 31st slam. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next year.